Have your boarding passes ready. Take a seat by the window and recline your chair. The mothership is about to take flight. We will go behind the scenes of the Poetic Earthlings podcast and discover the creative process at work. Each show is unscripted, candid, and will equip you with the resources you need to be a creative earthling. Say goodbye to your conventional way of thinking and your three-dimensional reality. Here is your captain, York Campbell. My son called my last episode ugly. Well, he didn't use the word ugly. He said it was boring. I could have looked at him and said, what does this guy know? I'm way older than he is. Been podcasting for quite a while now. Over 400 episodes. Who does he think he is saying that my stuff is ugly? I could have said that to him. I was kind of tempted to to tell my son where to go. But I didn't. I listened to him. Thought about it for a while. Listened over the last episode and made some changes. Put in some sound effects and did a little bit more work. You know, I didn't want it to sound boring, as Elijah said. That got me thinking. It got me thinking about when they call your baby ugly. When I say baby, I mean that project that you're doing, your art, your book, your music, the thing that keeps you up at night and you wake up early in the morning still thinking about it, your passion, your drive, your precious. That kind of reminds me of Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, it was that ring, that precious ring that could rule them all. Is your project like that ring? Has somebody called it ugly? Here is four things to do when they call your baby ugly. Number Ick. If it's not constructive, then it's destructive. My first published book was Universe Splendor. This was a few years ago. I was super excited while I was writing it. And while the idea of it being brought out or birthed into the world came into be, I remember when I got the book in my hand. Do you remember that? Your first book in your hands? Or do you remember that feeling when you go into the bookstore and you see it there on the shelf? I remember that feeling. I went into the bookstore. The bookstore over here in, in Canada is called Chapters in, or, or Indigo. Not sure if you guys have that there in the States or, or wherever you are. But that was a big deal for me. Going into the bookstore, seeing my book right there. It gave me goosebumps. I remember when my book was launched, I went to a convention. A whole bunch of other authors. And there was the local news team out there capturing everything, interviewing the authors. I had my little boot on display. My with my books, signing autographs. I felt great. One day I had a bright idea to give a couple of copies or lend a couple of copies to friends and family members. There's this church lady 
that I gave her the book. I mean, this lady I respected a lot. She seemed kind of intimidating. She was a no-nonsense lady, tough, kind of militant. But I respected her. So I gave her the book to see what she thinks. She had about seven days to look it over. The following Sunday was church service. She came up to me and she handed me the book. She said, take your book. I find it offensive. I was startled. I didn't know what to say to her. My book? Offensive? And so naturally I asked her, well, what do you find so offensive about? She hesitated a little bit. The hard lines on her face, the anger, that didn't go away. She just simply said, I find it offensive. And she handed me the book almost like she's going to stab me with the book. So I took it. I think I said sorry, because that's what Canadians do, right? Canadians always say sorry, even if they don't mean it. But I thought about what she said. So I opened my own book from page one and onward to the last page. My mind was constantly thinking, what was she offended about? Was it this part? Was it that part? Was it this story? I couldn't really think of it. It was driving me nuts because her comment wasn't very instructive at all. It was, as I said on the top of this, it was destructive. It didn't give me any sense of direction of, of what I can improve on. No, not at all. She hated the book. And I was left trying to figure out why. And then I stopped trying. I didn't talk to her again about that. It was awkward. Our relationship changed. I saw her at church every Sunday. But ever since I lent her the book, we were not on speaking terms. I sort of let that go. I did. Eventually I did. I said, this book is definitely not for her. And it's going to it's going to take way too much time to bang my head against the wall and figure out why she doesn't like it. So I moved on from there. If it's not constructive criticism, then it's destructive. Number Dean. Look at your baby in the mirror. I used to be part of a rap group. Yeah, me. I was a rapper. If you look at my picture and if you speak to me in person, you may not really get that. I don't have the rapper swagger. I'm not sure if I ever had the rapper swagger. I used to be a b-boy back in the day. I had track pants and running shoes and the whole nine yard except for the big heavy rope chain. That's what they used to do back in the 80s. But I was a rapper. I wrote a whole bunch of songs and I was a part of a couple different rap groups back in the day. I remember this one time, my friend and I, we, we stayed up pretty late making a song. Not just that night, but for the, for the week or so or however long it took, we were making a particular song. So we went to the studio a couple of times to get everything right. We wanted to be famous. I wanted to be the next LL Cool J. I mean, I had that type of drive. But that song broke us. 
Why did it break us? Because we thought this song that we spent money on, I mean, studio money, we spent time and energy working and working on the song came up short. When we played it back, everything seemed wrong. We couldn't really put the pieces together, but it just wasn't fitting. Uh, the beats, the the way that the lyrics was laid on the track, it was it turned into a nightmare. At least we looked at our baby in the mirror. What I mean by looking your baby is taking a deep, honest look at it. That's what we did. We looked at the beats or listened to the beats. We read through the lyrics and we said, you know what? This song is just not ready. So we had to scrap it. It hurt because all those hours working at it and the time that we had in the studio, but the song was just not ready. But that's what you need to do. You need to look at your baby in the mirror. Number John. Give your baby a facelift. I had over 400 episodes over 400 of the Poetic Earthlings podcast. I was proud of those episodes, even though they were shaky and and not well produced. I used to record everything in my iPhone. That was my studio, just me and my iPhone in a closet. Not a lot of preparation but a lot of sweat and toil did go into it. I launched those episodes and then I wanted to give them a facelift. So what I did is I took those episodes offline. Now the internet is a, is a, is a tremendous beast. If you dig, if you do some digging, you'll find those episodes, even though I was doing my best to hide them all and, and get rid of it. Again, not because I wasn't proud of them, but simply because I wanted to put my best effort forward. Because you only have one opportunity to make a good impression, a first impression. So what did I do with those episodes? Well, I gave them a facelift. I said, okay, you know what? These are, these are a little bit rocky, a little bit shaky, but I could work with it. I could add some effects change up the flow, the delivery, the way that my voice sounds, make sure that I have the equipment because I really enjoyed them. I really did. I used to have episodes launch every day, every single day for over a year. So I did some work. I looked at the episodes and I picked out the ones that I want to reproduce. Sometimes that's what you have to do with your work. If your work isn't the way that you want it to, then you could change it up a little bit. As I said, give it a facelift. Number John. When is your baby ready for prime time? The problem with DC, there is a lot of problems with them. The DC universe was that they were trying to compete against Marvel. Now picture in your mind, DC is like a dolphin. It's cute and it swims pretty fast. 
Marvel was like a shark. You can't compete against a shark. Marvel had everything planned out. All of their movies was planned meticulously to work with each other film. It was ingenious. DC, on the other hand, they were trying to catch up to Marvel. But they did it all wrong. As you know, many people have talked about this before. You know, they brought out one movie, then another movie, but those movies didn't really connect with each other the way that Marvel connects. All of Marvel movies connects with, with each other to tell a big story. DC didn't do that. They were rushing to get everything done. To go prime time the way that Marvel is prime time. Because they were rushing, they made huge mistakes. Critically speaking, a lot of their movies didn't really pan out well. Except for my girl, Wonder Woman. I mean, that movie was incredible. But their other movies suffered because they were trying to chase after Marvel. When you are a writer, a producer in the arts, don't chase after anyone. If somebody is doing extremely well in your field, don't bother trying to chase after him or her. You're going to burn yourself out. It never works. You're never going to sound like them. you got to find your own voice. DC suffered because they were trying to go prime time without taking their time. We need to take our time with our art. We need to pray, think about it, reevaluate everything that, that we do before we launch. That's what I try to do now. Before I launch an episode, I think long and hard about it. That doesn't mean procrastinate. That doesn't mean perfectionism. No, no. It doesn't mean that. It just means that what you're producing, is it authentic? Who is it reaching? Who is the audience? Who is it for? What does it mean to you? We need to labor and wrestle with these questions before we're thinking of going prime time. Because as I said, you only have one time to make a good first impression. So that's about it. When they call your baby ugly, number eight, if it's not constructive, then it's destructive. Number two, look at your baby in the mirror. Number three, give your baby a facelift. Number four, when is your baby ready for prime time? That's about it. Thank you so very much for being an incredible earthling. This is York, south of the 49th parallel. I'll talk to you soon. I can't believe it took you so long to see the baby. I kept saying to Michael, when is Jerry going to see the baby? I was saying the same thing. Let's take a picture. Michael, get the camera. Uh, you don't have to take a picture. I don't know where it is. It's in the bottom drawer of our dresser. Hurry up! <laughs> He's such an idiot.
some ugly baby, huh? 